This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Kia ora and welcome to Garden of Sound, brought to you by The Nephilist. I'm Ian Turner, and this week it's the incredible Mads Harrop. Most 20-somethings have plenty going on, but add Tourette's, Asperger's and ADHD and you've got more than your fair share of stuff to deal with. But guitar in hand and vocals at the ready, Mads is cutting a sway through the New Zealand music scene, opening for local and international acts alike. Ably supported by her family and benefiting from the use of Sublime Studio, which some could say is the Waitaki District's best kept secret. The dreams are big and the sound is lush for Mads, so when will it be her chance to bloom? This is the Garden of Sound interview with Mads Harrop on Plains FM 96.9. Mads, is there a moment when you remember recognising music or discovering music for the first time? Yes, there is, actually. Um, Well, I was four years old when I first discovered rock music, when my my dad um, introduced me to Iggy Pop when I was really little, and the first rock song I remember hearing was I Want to Be Your Dog by the Stooges. Okay. And then, yeah, when I was um, 15, when I started getting into songwriting, because yeah, that was when um, my dad introduced me to T-Rex. And okay. yeah, I can still remember that moment when dad was introducing um, the song Children of the Revolution. Mm-hmm. And um, I can remember him saying, oh, this is a great song, Children of the Revolution. And then uh, from that moment, it just blew me away, like instantly. And then yeah, I've just been into T-Rex ever since then. And yeah. You were born in Paris but you came back to New Zealand at three years of age and you're in Auckland. Um, what are your first um, memories in terms of, I guess, learning musical instruments or studying music? Did you do it at primary school? Yeah, I used to learn um, piano and then I learned um, singing and guitar. So I've been singing basically ever since I could talk. So, yeah, singing's always been like my primary instrument and it was kind of my first instrument yeah yeah Yeah. did your dad because obviously I say obviously for those who don't know is a muso did he did he make you or was it just a a desire on your part oh I'd definitely say um music's just kind of always been such a desire of mine and you know um my mum's always been so supportive and um my dad's always been introducing me to lots of great music and telling me to check out this band or this artist and stuff and he also produces as well, so he's always there every time I'm in the studio recording stuff, mm. and it's just really cool, you know. Yeah. <laughs> what about playing with other folks? Um, did you form bands through high school, that kind of thing? Not when I was in high school, but I did form a band when I was in uni, and it's just the Mads Harrop Band. Just playing your original music? Yeah, and it mm. has evolved over time. We've had... um. I've had musicians coming and going. It wouldn't have been original music all the way. Have you got a memory of a maybe a first cover song that you learned? Yes, I do. Um, it was We Do The Children Play by Cat Stevens. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and why why that song? Where had you heard that? Um, well, I used to have Cat Stevens on CD, and I remember when I first started 
learning guitar, my guitar teacher once gave me the charts to that song. Mm-hmm. So, Some of the artists you've talked about already, when you talk about the Stooges and you talk about T-Rex, there's quite a heavy, heavy hard edge. Yeah. And obviously, when you're talking <laughs> about Cat Stevens, it's slightly... It's slightly sort of sort of softer. Um, where do you where do you sit? What is your what is your music? Is there a sort of a genre, a vibe, a feeling generally that you put out? There's many different vibes with my music. Some of them are more, you know, punk mm-hmm. and rock, and then others are more psychedelic and more folk. Yeah, I've just recently gotten into um, Unknown Mortal Orchestra. Okay, I don't know if you've heard of them but they're a local band they're great Mm. and um i'm a big fan of aldous harding i love her finger picking styles and her lyrics yeah they're just so cool yeah yeah my dad actually he introduced me to conan moccasin as well when i was i remember i was about 16 and he was playing some of his the music videos to his songs and the first um song i remember hearing was i'm the man that will find you Mm. Yeah. Is there anything that you're into music wise that your parents aren't or can't stand? Um, <laughs> Huskadoo. Okay. Well, my dad likes um, Huskadoo, but my mum hates Huskadoo. Um, yeah, Bob Mould, Sugar. Okay. Yeah, they're a great band. <laughs> yeah. We have talked about those influences and the slightly sort of punky, psychedelic, heavier edge and so on. Is there a track that we can play from one of your influences? Yes, yep. yes, um, Children of the Revolution okay. by T-Rex. And this was a, when I first heard this song, this was a particularly significant moment for me as a songwriter because I remember um, after I um, heard this song, I think a little while later, I um, I, I wrote um, Mad Mad Woman. That was my very, yeah, that was um, when I just started getting into songwriting and I can remember going to Dad afterwards and I had the chorus for Mad Mad Woman, and mm. I remember playing it to him. I was like, "Oh, Dad, I've got a few. Um, I've got a chorus here and a, an idea for a song." Mm. And then he liked it. And then he said to me, "Oh, Mads, why don't you put that into a song?" And then yeah, yeah, Mad Mad Woman was born. <laughs> and is that sort of a similar sound or a similar vibe to Children of the Revolution? Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, what particularly do you like about in the song? Oh, I just love the vibe and mm. stuff. Mark Bolan, he was just such a cool dude, like yeah. with the big, you know, hair and stuff. And I can yeah. remember just watching interviews with some other famous musicians like David Bowie yeah. and um, the Beatles and Ringo yeah. and stuff. And I remember David Bowie saying, oh, Mark was such a fun person to work in the studio with. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. All right, here we are. This is T-Rex with Children of the Revolution. Let it all hang out, but you won't fool the children of 
This is the Garden of Sound interview with Mads Harrop on Plains FM 96.9. Mads, um, hey. Hey, how you doing? Um, I want to talk about Good. gigs and stuff that you um, uh, you got along to. What's the first big gig uh, you attended, remember attending? First big gig, I actually uh, very about, vaguely remember. What about but, um, a gig that's left a lasting impression? Uh, I think... Going to see the DSO perform um, Tally Ho 2, that was one of the Dunedin Sound Concerts by the Dunedin Symphony Orchestra, and um, it was all the classic songs arranged by um, Graham Downs. Actually, now it's just um, come to me, yeah, a really significant gig moment, and this was actually my favourite memory of last um, year, was um, supporting the chats. Okay. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> Tell me about that. I don't know who the chats are. I'm so sorry. You've not heard of the chats. I, I've heard of the chats, but I don't know what their their vibe, their oeuvre is. Yeah, so they're um, from Aussie. Okay. And yeah, they're a punk band. Yep. And I um, supported them with my band alongside um, Darts. And you okay. know. Darts. I, I seem to put chats and darts together. At least <laughs> all you need is drinks and then you're away. But they got mads, which is even better. So tell me about the whole, tell me about the whole con- concert, the whole event. Oh, it was so cool. Like when the chats were doing their set, I was just screaming the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, really um, cool moment for me was when they said um, great things about um, my band. Yeah. Where was the, um, where was the gig? Uh, at Starter's Bar in Dunedin. It's been a long time since I've been out in Dunedin. Tell me about Starter's Bar. What's, it's well, what's it well known for? Um, it used to be a student pub. It's yep. unfortunately, it's not going anymore, but... Yeah, there used to be so many great gigs there, and I've been there a few times and played in there a few times. <laughs> yeah. Where else have you played in Dunedin? Dive. Okay. Bark. Port Chalmers Town Hall. Yeah, yeah. The Crown. Tell me a little bit about, um, because we're recording today um, uh, at Sublime Everything, really, studio and and um, vineyard, um, and the retreat. We're very close to Omaru, uh, at least. So, um, Grain Store Gallery. Um, you've played there? Yes, I have. What's that like to perform at? Oh, it's so cool. Yeah, um, yeah Donna, she's just great, you know. <laughs> and she's she's been so supportive of the local arts yeah. scene, which is just really great, especially in times like these now. <laughs> yeah. In your performing, at least, what's the best bit of advice that you've been given uh, towards your career and performing? It's quite hard, really. There's been lots of advice I've been given. Um just have good stage presence and you know if if you get into it when you're performing the audience will get into it yeah yeah have you had any nightmare moments on stage oh i remember once i was playing a gig at starters bar and the screw to my guitar um strap thingy went oh no loose so okay. i had to, to let hop- the 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 tech guy yeah. know and i had to get it, the strap duct taped to my that's very guitar very and- rock and roll though <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I've had those moments where my strap falls, where my guitar falls off yeah. on stage. Yeah, that's very cool though. <laughs> I mean, if you're playing, sort of no. Is there any artist in particular, um, whether alive or dead, that you you really um, like to see or wish you could have seen? Oh, I'd really like to see um, Unknown Mortal Orchestra live. Yeah. I've watched some of their um, their concerts they do and yeah. on RNZ and stuff. They're so good. Yeah. I went to Relics the other day. I was hoping to try and find Multi Love on vinyl, but unfortunately, mm. I couldn't find it. So I ended up buying um, their other record, Hanoi. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
obviously you dig the uh, lo-fi vibe. Mm. Um, where are you at in terms of in terms of production? Is is rough and ready okay, or how much of a perfectionist are you? Oh, I'm quite a I'm quite a perfectionist actually. Yeah, I'm just um, at the moment I'm just learning how to brush up my producing skills and yeah. mixing skills. Yeah. Well, you've got plenty of support around you <laughs> for that. Yeah. Um, okay, it's time to um, uh, to hear one of your all-time favourite tracks. Uh, and we have settled on by something from Conan Moccasin. What's that track going to be? Um, Why Are You Crying? Tell me about your um, uh, what you like about Conan Moccasin. I love his guitar sound and stuff with the chorus effect and the flanger effects. Mm. That, that's, had, that's left a lasting impression on me. And, yeah, also, like... His vocals and stuff, and like the way he does all his, his weird, like, sort of ah, uh, yeah, yeah, like yep. that sort of thing. Yeah, full yep. on. Okay, let's hear it. This is Why You Crying. It's not finished yet. 
This is the Garden of Sound interview with Mads Harrop on Plains FM 96.9. Mads, um, we're going to talk about um, one of your early releases, Contagious World, which came out in 2020. Um, so can I guess what the inspiration was for Contagious World? Well, yeah, believe it or not, I did get a bit of inspiration from Courtney Barnett. Okay, yep, yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, she's a great lyricist as well, and yeah, I really admire her stuff, you know. Have you seen her playing? I did. I saw her play live in Dunedin last year. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Good performance? Great performance. She yeah. um, did it just by herself, but yep. the audience sang along really loudly, and she played all her she played all her um, classic songs. She didn't play my favorite song of hers, which is um, Nobody Really Cares If You Don't Go To The Party, mm-hmm. but she did play some of her other classic songs like Depressed In and stuff. Yes. Yeah, mm. I do know that. And when you were talking about um, stage presence, even as a solo artist, she had that? Yes, she did. She's very like, she's very much laid back as like a solo yeah. artist, but like, you know, she still had, you know, the basic things you should have when you're on stage, like smiling and just making eye contact with the audience. Yeah, and and she, I imagine <laughs> she'd be quite intense. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I'm just thinking it's just the, the subject matter of her songs. At least mm. it feels very real, but it feels very raw. Yeah, yeah. Lots of her lyrics, you can understand what they mean, but they're very metaphoric, which is really cool. And yet they still make sense, Yeah, which is great. Um, so influenced a little by um, uh, Courtney Barnett um, yeah. and a little bit COVID-esque as well. Yes. And the sentiment. It's funny now, every time I play that song, I always leave that song right as the last song on my set because it's a crowd pleaser. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and nowadays, just to be funny, like right before I play the song, I'll just be like, this is a COVID-19 announcement. Yeah. <laughs> um, tell me about the production of the song because uh, we've got some multi-layer vocals in there, which is pretty cool. I wanted to say there is a little bit of a, a, little bit of a punk edge. Yeah, yeah. To it, I want to say Pixies a little. Maybe I'm <laughs> maybe I'm a little wrong there. Any other um, artists that you were sort of channeling uh, when it was being recorded? Uh, definitely the New Zealand punk scene. Yeah. Um, I'm talking late 1970s. Ah. Suburban Reptiles. Okay, okay. Proud Scum. All those bands. Yep. I've actually got AK79 on vinyl, and that's a great album. So who's who's playing on the album, or who's playing on this particular record? Seth Sinclair on drums mm-hmm. and. My dad on bass and yep. um, Andy Strait on um, lead guitar, who's actually in um, the Julian Temple band. Okay. And yeah, he, we sent the song to him and he just put the lead tracks down and it sounded great. And yeah. then, yeah, Tom did all the mixing and mastering and dad did all the producing. Yeah. So yeah, it was great, you know, to be here and over lockdown. And I was, I was here over last year's lockdown as well and so... Ever since we had lockdown in 2020, I was just like, right, I really enjoyed spending lockdown in the studio. Um, if Every time we get put into a nationwide lockdown, I'm going to lock down here. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I do have to ask, if you didn't have a dad who'd been part of the New Zealand music scene for so long and didn't have a recording studio at home, do you think you'd still be doing music? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. You know, Music for me, it's always been so great because it's just been such a lifeline for me, you know, particularly over these past three years when I got diagnosed with Tourette's, it's just helped so much with that. Yeah, also my Asperger's has played a huge 
role in my songwriting and my mm-hmm. ADD and anxiety. And I use songwriting as a tool to just vent my emotions out, especially with my Tourette's because it's just my mental health has just been so impacted by it. And yeah, so songwriting is just basically my counseling therapy, if you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, do you think any um, of the the conditions, the Tourette's, helps you on stage? I never usually tick on stage. The only time I remember ticking on stage was just once, yeah. you know, and it's just and it's just great, you know, because I'm just, you know, so thankful for all my fans because they're just so supportive and understanding and, you know, I'm just very lucky to have that community yeah. behind me. So. Thank you, guys. Yeah, that's super <laughs> cool. Okay, um, I particularly love this track. This is Mads Harrop, uh, and the song is Contagious World.
This is the Garden of Sound interview with Mads Harrop on Plains FM 96.9. And I want to ask, how old are you now? 21. 21. And I'm going to be 22 on uh, in March. Fantastic. 22 in March. Well, um, you're a true millennial, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Born in 2000. That's pretty huge, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the world, very different back then. Um, looking back... Um, is there any advice, let's say entering high school at least, any advice you'd give to um, to the, let's say the 12-year-old, 13-year-old you going back 10 years or thereabouts? I guess just follow your passion. <laughs> but you have followed your passion. I have. Yeah. So, yeah. so do more of what you've already done, I guess. Is there anything yeah. that you haven't done? Have you got any unfulfilled musical desires, you know, any any avenues or roads to travel? In the past, I have had my music recognised by some very well-known people in our music industry, but mm-hmm. I'd love to um, have Lying in Circles be recognised by Iggy Pop. That would be so cool, like, just to hear him, if he just talked about it and just, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> if he said good things about it and... With the same with Dave Grohl as well. Yeah. Maybe to even open for the Studios or the Foo Fighters. That would yeah. be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. What do you think you need to do to get to that stage where those kind of people are recognizing recognizing you? Just keep doing what I'm doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. You don't yeah. need to up your game. Do you need more? How many originals have you got as an example? Oh, I've got so many originals and only about – Four of them have been released so far, including the radio edit for Contagious World. Yeah. Yeah. What about uh, performing with other folks? Um, you talked about people that you wish to gain the attention of. What about folks in New Zealand at least? Um, because, you know, you spend a lot of time here working with Tom and Steve and the whole sublime sound kind of thing. Anyone else that you've sort of identified in New Zealand or internationally that you think they'd be great to work with, write with or record with? I think Reb Fountain would be a cool person to work with. I've um I've actually um I've played support for her a few times and her, she's recorded up here. But um, may, it, you may be sorry the the Nielsen brothers. They'd be great to they they'd be they as I've said before they're really good songwriters and yeah. musicians and yep. and um yeah their dad was also a muso so yeah yeah your friends um are they into the same kind of music? That you're into? Um, some of them are, yeah. Um this guy, um, Samuel Leeper, he used to play bass for me and he's in a um Oti Porti um band Black Sail House. Okay. And what do they do? Uh they play sort of reggae stuff. They're mm-hmm. a great band. I reckon you should definitely check some of their stuff out. Is there much reggae uh roots dub coming out of um coming out of Dunedin? Yeah, there is a bit actually, and even though I'm not a huge reggae fan, I do really like um, Fat Freddy's Drop and Trinity Roots. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got a song called "Life Is for Holding On," and that's quite a that's a song about Kura, so it's a very um, wow. Okay, Fat Freddy's Drop and Trinity Roots. Is that a track roots song? Is that a track we didn't know we needed? I was 17 when I wrote it, and it was very. The lyrics are very metaphoric, but like it just reflects, you know, where I've grown up. And yeah, when I listen to it, it makes me think about here and about Kura and just 
especially the views. Yeah. That's kind of, yeah. How do you feel in this area? How do you feel around this part of the world? Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. And, you know, I do love... I do love Dunedin and it's kind of like my second home, but yeah, and even though I do come home most weekends, I still, I can still get a bit homesick every now and then. Yeah. 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 So it's just, it's just great to just come home and yeah. Yeah. Especially for the studio. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's a, a tremendous resource. This is the Garden of Sound interview with Mads Harrop on Plains FM 96.9. And Mads, I am going to treat you to mini quiz. I'm going to give you 10 musical questions and you're going to have one minute to answer as many as you can. Okay. Um, if you don't know the answer, I advise just say pass. And if you don't know, just pass quickly. Yep. Sound good? Yep. All right. Mads Harrop, your time starts now. English musician William Broad is better known by what stage name? Pass. Gary Barlow is best known as the lead singer of which English band? Pass. How many people make up a quintet? Five. In which 1969 movie did Glenn Campbell appear as an actor and provide the title song? Pass. In which country were Def Leppard formed? England. In which present-day country was musician Freddie Mercury born? England. In which year did Brian Adams release Everything I Do, I Do It For You? Pass. In which year was the number one single You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet released? Pass. Kevin Federline is best known as the former husband of which musician? Pass. <laughs> The 1987 movie La Bamba profiles the life and career of which musician? Pass. Not bad. Not bad. Do you know what the best part about that is that you got through all the questions? You were very confident in your passing. Look, I'll just run through the answers. Well, uh, I guess I passed. I know. You was good. No. Uh, well, you got Quintet and you got Def Leppard, which is good. Um, all right. Uh, William Broad is better known as Billy Idol. Gary Barlow, lead singer of Take That. I've never heard of Take That. Oh, you've never heard of Take That? No. Oh, my goodness. One of the biggest boy bands uh, in the UK. Well, some may say the world at least. Um, and that's where Robbie Williams uh, came from, effectively. Do, you, do we know Robbie Williams? Yes, I've heard we, of Robbie Williams. Heard, good. He'd be happy about that, I'm sure. So Quintet, five people, brilliant. Um, that 69 movie... Uh, Glenn Campbell was true grit. Well done, Def Leppard, England. Um, Freddie Mercury was born in Tanzania, otherwise known as Zanzibar. Um, Brian Adams released Everything I Do, I Do It For You in 1991, whole nine years before you were born. Ain't seen nothing yet. Barkman Turner Overdrive, I believe, 1974. Kevin Fedline was married to Britney Spears. And the f last one there, the 1987 movie La 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 Bamba. Um, life and career of which musician? Richie Valens. Mm -hmm. So there you go. So two out of ten. That is not too bad. We have had many, many ones along the way. Um, what's in the future in the semi-locked down paradise where we're living in? What, what, what's up? What's coming out? What's happening? Um, well, I've got a few more releases coming underway. Um, and yeah, I've still got, you know, lots of other goals and dreams that I'm hoping to work on yeah. like a really big goal and dream of mine at the moment is to get a silver scroll okay yeah yeah that's always been mm -hmm. really cool why why is that a big thing for you because 
the Silver Scroll is like it's one of the biggest music awards in New Zealand, and you know, it just means you know getting recognition and stuff. And I mean, I've watched the Silver Scrolls before, and I've seen the big trophy, and it just looks amazing. Like, yeah. Mm. Yeah, and just seeing the musicians get up and do their speeches and stuff. You have just you have completed your Bachelor of Music, mm-hmm. but this year you're doing honours. Is that right? Yes. So um, at the moment I am doing summer school, and uh, just to finish, just to get the final points I need for my bachelor's degree, and then yep. come semester one, I'll be doing, I'll be starting honours. Okay. So after honours, what is the plan? Masters. Okay. Yeah, I'm currently in the process. If I get first class honours, that opens the door to many scholarships to go. Ah. Opens the door to many scholarships to other universities. So I'm trying to. Within New Zealand or overseas? I think both. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure, but yeah, I'd love to go to London. But then, yeah, I'm also thinking I know Wellington's got a really good jazz school up in Wellington if they take postgrads. So. Yeah, it's quite a tricky choice, but I'm just trying to decide whether to stay in the country or go overseas. Depends so, on how safe it is, obviously. Yeah. So music is the chosen career. This is the road and you're yes. on it. Yes, yeah? yeah. Fantastic. Now, we do have a new release that's um, going to be coming out very soon. Yes. Uh, which is called? Hiding in Colour. Hiding in Colour. Tell me about Hiding in Colour. Um, so this is about my Tourette's and I wrote it a couple weeks after I got the diagnosis. The whole chords and the guitar tone used in the song like it reflects how sometimes my Tourette's can just make me really grumpy and annoyed and angry and spoiler alert it is in the key of A major and because I have synesthesia I see A major as being a red colour and you know red represents anger yeah so that's so interesting I sorry I just immediately thought red for some some strange reason when you said A major yeah, that was written, yeah, my first year of university and and when I was in my first year of university I was learning how to get better at my lyric writing skills mm. and you know the chorus it uses kind of much brighter chords just to symbolize because hiding in colour it symbolizes hoping for positivity with my Tourette's and mm. you know I do chat quite a bit about how my Tourette's has affected my mental health and I've just got so many stories and stuff like that and, you know... From other people or from your experiences? From my experiences. Mm. Um, Last year it was quite bad because my Tourette's, you know, it did... Yeah, in 2020 my tics were really good but then in 2021 my tics kind of... My bad tics kind of relapsed. So I have what's known as coprolalia, the swearing tic... And um, yeah, it only affects 10% of people with um, Tourette's, but I'm unfortunately part of the 10%. So it does make me feel quite, you know, sad and whatnot at times, but it does give me inspiration for lots of songs. So yeah. E minor, what colour? Um, <laughs> no particular colour, but mm. for the relative major to that, gee, I see that as being a green sort of colour. <laughs> oh, I was thinking brown for me, for some strange reason. <laughs> yeah, I mm. do see B flat major as being like a sort of cherry brown sort of colour. Okay. Yeah. Okay, interesting. And what about C? 
that's a, a C major. I see it as being black. Oh, really? Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. I would love to find out what other <laughs> folks um, see color-wise in terms of the chords. Mads, um, it's been absolutely brilliant to be able to come here and talk to you today. Thank hear you. about your experiences and um, enjoy some of your amazing music. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and um, oh, I just want to say a big thank you to all my friends and Fano and all my awesome, awesome fans out there. Thanks so much for all the love and support that you've given, not just for me, but for all our other musicians out there. So we very much appreciate it. So lots of aroha. <laughs> this is Mads Harrop with Hiding in Colour. I am living and I'm breathing Body forces in the way Shoes are silent They move softly In the way they try to stay Isolated I am diving Can you see the way I see? We can get there I can take these voices
that was Mads Harrop with her new single, Hiding in Colour. It's not available for another week or so, so make sure you pre-save it. Then, listen loud and listen lots. You can find that link by heading to gardenofsound.nz and clicking on Mads' picture on the front page. Alright, time for my tracks of the week. And I'm embarrassed to admit I've never heard much of the Stooges, but after hearing Mads talk about Iggy Pop, I had to check him out. Here's the first track from the album 1969. It's also called 1969. And bearing in mind what a lot of folks are feeling right now, it's quite apt. Especially if you've got a 22nd birthday coming up. Enjoy.
Okay, next track is originally from Soundgarden, but post Chris Cornell's death, a bunch of artists covered their stuff, including Brandy Carlisle. Better known for things less abrasive, she gives the following track her all, and then some. This is Searching With My Good Eye Closed.
Thanks for joining me today on Garden of Sound. And thanks to Mads Harrop and family for having me at their gaff recently. You can get a pre-save link to Hiding in Colour and find out what else Mads is up to by visiting gardenofsound.nz. I'm Ian Turner, and until next week, keep well, keep listening, and keep playing. Inohura. <laughs>